0: Welcome to Wax Heffel, Episode Thirty Nine. I'm your host Wax here, as always, together with my co-host Ads and producer Keith, who's back after a week off. Keith, you're alive. Uh, yeah. We. What, what happened so. last week that made you fear for your that made you fear for your life?
1: Uh, my well, I wasn't feared for my life. By dying, I meant falling asleep because my sleep schedule has been like real bad. So ah, just in were, case I was like asleep during recording time, I just was uh letting you know.
0: Ah, you were exaggerating for dramatic effect and you were not being literal. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a relief.
2: Yeah, it was a relief. Wax was really um trying to push to replace you to be honest. I don't know if you were listening. No, but, I wasn't uh,
0: pushing to replace. I was just, you know, it's contingencies, man. You got you got to be ready.
2: Okay, so Wax just is such a, such a well um, prepared, very well prepared. That his contingencies include replacing both me and you now. So, like, at least we know that. As long as Wax is here, the show show goes on. Yeah, well, it is
1: named after him. So yeah,
0: true. By the way, there there were no no one's in any any applications. so So I don't know what that means. Maybe it means that everyone respects the position of producer Keith so much that they didn't dare about a successful podcast without him. Ads, yeah. how are you doing today?
2: I am relatively excited because today was technically, I guess, the first game of the EPL has already happened because you, Arsenal, well. Um, the Premier League season, yes. Yeah, the Premier League season has, has begun, but that's really a fake day. Today's the real day that it's going to kick off. Me and my friends are all going to get on Discord and watch it together. And all of our teams like are playing back to back to back, so it's going to be fun. Except if my team loses, in which case it won't be fun. But it's okay because there'll be copious amounts of alcohol.
0: So I wanted to ask. So uh, you just sort of not randomly, but you arrived at Manchester United fandom as as a non British fan. You arrived there through you know the the way. Well, I, you know, you you want to like uh, just like give us a short version of how how you became a Manchester United fan despite living in. In Australia,
2: uh, the short version of it is my grandfather was a Manchester United fan, so he's right. the person who introduced you, me to soccer, and that's why we became a Manchester United fan. And
0: and I imagine your friends also arrived at their fandom through similar ways, like they they just knew someone, or, or it was kind of almost random. They didn't have a say in it, or they just arrived yeah. at different team fandom.
2: Yeah, similar. So most of my friends are like Liverpool fans. A large majority of them Liverpool fans. And you've got the odd um Chelsea fan here and there, and then we've uh, got we've got the one Arsenal fan, the poor Arsenal fan who we just mock. He's just fun to mock. So.
0: Wait, what, Wait, wait. So none of them actually arrived at the fandom of a shitty team or like a mid tier team. Okay. Basically, basically I what happened have one was. Person.
2: Oh, okay. The one person goes for um Newcastle.
0: Oh god. But but I I can guess why though I can guess why because Newcastle used to be good and probably what happened was his dad or his grandfather was a bandwagon fan back in like the yeah late nineties yep. early two thousands yeah, and the then 90s. he picked it up and then the team went to shit so so yep. ba- ba- basically so basically what I gather from your story is that uh everyone is ultimately a de- they're they're either a bandwagon fan themselves or they are a descendant of a bandwagon fan. Band. Thus, uh, so you're all in the same same kind of kind of boat. Yeah, pretty much. Right. So no, I'm, not, I'm
2: not.
0: As far as the I'm not even criticizing. I'm not even criticizing because, because like, oh. when I got in, when I got into soccer, I was like, "Well, why would I pick a like a bad team to be a fan of?" So I, I picked Chelsea because Chelsea was doing really good yeah, well, it, soccer back in, back in like 2000, uh, 2005 or so, two thousand six.
2: Yeah, well, especially if you're like a fan not from the country, then you have no um. You have no land, you know, right. land connection. Then picking a bad team is like bad for you because then, you know, it's not like um, it's not like American football, uh, football or you know Australian sports where there's no such thing as relegation. Like your team could be bad enough to fucking not just go into the second division, but even go to the third or fourth division. Technically, like we've seen, with, like some a team like Sunderland, which has a massive fan base, but is now in the second. Like languishing in the second, third division, sorry, now of uh, the English soccer system. So it's like, it's even worse for you. Like, if if that happens to you, 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 you probably, no one's, no one in Australia is carrying the fucking championship, let alone the, the League One, you know, like, (laughs) no one's carrying those things. So you can't even watch your team.
0: I mean, but, but can you imagine like how shitty it must be to be your Newcastle fan, uh, friend? It's like his dad and probably in the late 80s, 90s was like, Man, Alan Shearer, really good. Michael Owen, really good. And he's like, man, this is gonna go forever. And then fucking Michael Owen breaks his. What what happened to him? He like broke his ACL. He has some his injuries. got sorry, uh, injuries. He had a lot of
2: injuries. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then the team went through a lot Shearer. of like financial difficulties, and just yeah, a bunch Shearer of like ridiculous. Yeah, and and then never relevant again. And then you here, you are this kid who was sold on the fandom by your dad, and then. Your dad's like, "I'm sorry, so, so, sorry, son. Sorry, son. Shit,
2: shit happens." That's why like, fandom what is a curse. That's why fandom is a curse that we must also have yeah. to get rid of. But but we can't. That's that's well, the, you know what you know. That's the funny you know thing, what right? It? Yeah. Well, I think, wait, wait, wait. wait. E-sports. Can I can, can I go, go first? Here you go. Okay, sorry.
0: And that's why uh, I think like th- this is not the fan. Of fa- this is not the fault of fandom. This is the fault of toxic masculinity that says you have to be loyal to your team until the end. Why can't you change your fandom? Like, if you were okay. a Newcastle fan in the 90s when Alan Shearer and, and Michael Owen were good and then, like, they and, like, the entire club fucked it up and you had, like, a lot of, like, you have like, unspeakably bad luck. Like, well, why is, why does it speak about, like, your character that you decided to switch sides? It
2: does. It so does. I mean, Explain let it. Give an, let me give you an example, right? So one of my friends, we actually had two Arsenal supporters back in the day. Yeah, two of them. Oh, I forgot we had one more Tottenham fan. Um, We had two Arsenal supporters, but one of them jumped ship after the horrendous 10 years that Arsenal have been having, and he's now a Liverpool fan. And anytime he ever talks about football, I must remind him that his opinion on football is completely invalidated by the fact that he has jumped the ship. You can't jump the ship, okay? Because once you've... Like, okay, there is a window, right? Where you can jump that's the
0: ship. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that's not that's not you're not explaining why you can't jump the ship. You're I'll, just reinforcing.
2: I'll, I'll get to it. Okay. The window of jumping the ship is hmm, when's the window? I think you can jump ship until you hit puberty. Okay. Before puberty, you know what? I, I'll let it slide. Okay. You're young and dumb. Okay. After puberty, you're still young and dumb, but now now you can face the consequences of your actions. Okay, in the court of law. So you know. Actually, before puberty, technically in Australia, because the fucking uh, age of imprisonment is ten years old, you know, up up the age, etc., etc. But yeah, like before that, it is. But the reason why you can't change it, okay, is because the entirety of sports is built upon your attachment to a club, and if you, that is like the sacred contract between you and a club, especially if you and that club uh not bound by, like, land or anything like that, right? Your sacred contract begins with that club at the age of puberty, okay? And it, assuming you, like, picked the team before that, in which case your sacred age club contract begins whenever the fuck you, you know, were interested in the sport. If you disgrace that contract, you are not just disgracing that contract between you and the club, you're disgracing the contract between everyone and their club, okay? It's something that's meant to be respected. And that's why people who switch clubs... Unless they're switching clubs for like their club owner is a fucking Nazi, in which case you know what, like I could understand it, or like half their club turned out to be pedophiles, like all right, whatever, you know what? Extre- extenuating circumstances. The, the contract has some fucking has some clauses, right? Like you, you, I think those are those are allowed, but other than that, like right of the. Way.
0: No, no. So so I agree with you in the sense that, yes, the, the the single-minded, blind loyalty to your team, to your club, is what drives sports. But I disagree with you on the fact that you're cutting off the line when you get to choose to, like, pay Because, like, think about the things that we don't let people do until they're a certain age. You can't drink until you're, I don't know, how old Australia, 16. You can't drive until you're, you know, whatever age. 16, yeah. You, you, yeah, you can't join the army until you're 18. And and in America it's even more ridiculous. You can't you can't drink here until you're 21, and I feel like for something as as trivial, not relatively trivial, as a you, you know what sports team you're gonna you're gonna support, you can give people some some leeway. People make bad decisions when they're when they're adolescents, so you should probably let them like you because know, so how many people do you know who went to university and they decided to change their major, which is probably going to have like you know much bigger effect on their life than what sports team they they choose. Midway through university, so I feel like until around like twenty three, twenty four, you know, that's when I think what? you know we we can say your responsibility No, like look at, look at the examples I gave you, like changing your major from from art history to economics, which is what I did. Um, like you know, like I I did that at like twenty at twenty, and if you ask me at twenty to pick my soccer, my my uh my football team, I don't know. I, I don't. You you can't say like I made a completely rational decision uh you know like a completely like reasonable decision uh, you gotta yeah. you gotta give you gotta put it in the context of other other decision major life decisions people make choosing your sports team should be you know along the same lines as, as all these other things like wait, wait, when you get to vote in australia like wait is uh, it 18 that 18? yeah yeah 18. so so i feel like i feel like at a bare minimum you should give people a pass till 18 and honestly probably like even even longer than that
2: Yeah, but you're forgetting one thing, right? Like, nobody's saying there's a sacred contract between you and your fucking professor when you choose your degree, right? I think that's what you're ignoring, you know? The sacredness of the contract, of the, you know, the metaphorical contract. No one's actually making kids sign contracts, of course.
0: No, it's it's still sacred once you decide at that age. Before that, we we shouldn't... That's why we shouldn't bind... Like dumb adolescents and teenagers, and and like you know, young like early twenty year olds to a contract before they have the intelligence, the judgment to know: Do you really want to commit to this club? No, I could know, because Cause, they have they've probably been like led astray by like bad family members and bad friends. You know, it's like I I feel you know it's um, it, it's like in, it's like in politics, you may be you may be swayed when you're eighteen to vote for. You know, an unsavory party because that's how your entire family feels, and that's probably the way it is with your football club too. Right? If, if someone convinces you down the road of like, hey, you should be a Manchester City fan because your entire family is that way, and you're 18, like we should we should give them a pass. We should give them a pass. You know, you were young and impressionable, and you were you were you were led down the path of evil. But you know, if you're like once you're like 22, 23, and you, you realize that your family was a bunch of douchebags, you should be allowed to lot like we're naturally just to Man City and pick some other club.
1: Okay, yeah, but... what is wrong with being a City fan?
0: I mean... Ads, do you want to take this or, or should I take this? Hold ads, on, before
1: we, before we get into that, I, I actually want Ads to judge my journey to becoming a City fan.
2: D-God. Go.
1: Okay, so I, I, I'll say this now. I don't watch uh much soccer regardless but when i was in high school i had a friend who is a huge liverpool fan and i didn't have a team but like since he was so into it we would uh we would watch soccer from time to time or whatever it was like a big thing for him and he played fifa and all this stuff and so i wanted a team and the only team that i really knew was united but I didn't want to be a United fan. It just seemed like, like a weird bandwagon, thing, and like choosing like the rival and stuff like that. It was just weird. So I went on this like mini journey to pick a team. And the original team that I chose was Aston Villa because I liked the colors. Um, but there was nothing be- beyond that. There was nothing like drawing me to the team. And then uh when the uh the owners first the new the the chic when they first when they first bought uh city it wasn't because of the money or anything like that because like i said i'm not into it that much anyways they they signed carlos tevez and i like tevez from united and so i decided that i was going to be a city fan and then like everything that happened after that like I wasn't expecting or predicting any of that it just sort of happened uh like the winning and everything but so like
2: the, the winning was a bonus wasn't it when,
1: when I when I that's how I became a city fan and like I don't really watch soccer or anything like that but then whenever I do pay attention to it like that's the team that I that I root for
2: okay so t- to first rate your journey okay um So is it safe to say that you were not actually an Aston Villa fan? For example, did you own any Aston Villa related paraphernalia? This could include photos of Aston Villa players as wallpapers on your phone.
1: No, it was literally. Okay, so it was literally like uh, I had it basically like I it was like I flipped a coin and I just ended up at Aston Villa. But I wasn't like it, I wasn't committed to it, and I think it was like a couple of months before I was like before the it was a couple of months before the Tevez signing happened.
2: Okay, so it was only a few months. Because hmm. hmm. we've got to take into account time, right? There's, like, like any contract, there must be a cooling off period. So like, Honest,
0: that... honestly, honestly, if if I had to rate it, I just I just say. Keith is a filthy casual, and, and that's it. like yeah, we, we
2: don't. I, I think the main the main conclusion. I, I, I was trying to not just end on that. But <laughs> the, the main conclusion is you are kind of a filthy casual. Yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah that's,
0: you, that's, you, that's fine. You, you don't you, you don't take filthy casuals to court. You you you, you just like you, you don't like handcuff them and like take them to court. You're like whatever. You just like okay, it's it's like jaywalking. It's like you're a filthy casual. You're, you're gonna do what you're gonna do, and you know, you just life life moves on.
1: I mean, yeah. I'll take that, but I feel like if I was really a filthy casual, I would still just be a United fan.
0: That's true. You you, you did care enough about Carlos Tevez, so so maybe it makes you like a cross section between the filthy casual and sort of like what we call like the uh, the new age fan, right? Where people are more attached to players than they are to teams, and that's that's a thing people say talk about a lot in sports media and sports journalism, and even in how, especially. Yeah, yeah, it's like how you know, like. People are LeBron fans. They're not, you know, fans of Cleveland or not fans of LA. They're LeBron fans.
2: Yeah.
0: Or people are fans. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Well, the, the, there was like that big example of Messi. Um, I, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but apparently, like Paris, Paris Saint Germain's their their followers. I don't, I don't know if it was Twitter or Facebook, but basically, they more than doubled their followers on one of those mediums from something around like 16 million to 40 million when they when, once they signed Messi. So
2: I, I that's despise. actually
0: pop. So that's actually probably, Keith is probably actually more representative of, like, actual, like, money-driving football fandom than me and ads are. And honestly, I am also, like, kind of casual. I'm very lapsed. I'm sort of talking out of my ass here. (laughs) But when am I not? So,
2: Yeah. um, The thing is, I think with the whole, Carlos Tevez is a weird one, right? Because he's kind of more like a, he wasn't a superstar. He was very good. But he was, like, more of a cult. A cult hero for United, and then betrayed us, and then went and played golf for Manchester City You um, know, yeah, yeah. Like, so why Carlos Tevez? I have to ask. Like, why Carlos Tevez? Like, out
0: of oh, the people pa- who were, he's probably really good in the game. That's what I'm, I'm going to assume
2: he was actually kind of breaking the people.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I why? don't really know. He was like a. He was just like like a bulldog, you know.
2: Yeah, I know, but still, like they were like, I guess, uh, I guess you're different in that you're you're not you're not like going for the player who's like the most artistically beautiful, like in terms of the way they play or even in the way they look, really, um, or like the superstar, oh, like a, nah, a Van like... Persie or something of that no, era. No, no,
0: I, I, I do feel like that Tevez, compared to the rest of the Premier League, was more technically skilled than like 99 of the guys. So at least like he he's like he was, was pretty
2: skilled. He was technically skilled, sure, but in, like, the technicalities of just being a really good striker, not in terms of, like, the overarching technicalities of, like, being a gorgeous passer or being, you know, extremely skillful on the ball, that kind of thing.
0: I mean, what what what, what would you know, Mr. Give My Opponents a Concussion every week? What, 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 would, what would you know? <laughs>
2: Well, what I know, uh, I, I know I'm not technically gifted, but I could see a technically gifted player when I, when I see one. And that's I'm not to th- say that. That's
0: you know. why you got to take him out.
2: That's Yeah, that's why that's, he <laughs> was the most technically gifted player. That's why I took him out. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think, and also I think Tevez is like, in that regard, he's the opposite of the other team that I ended up as a fan of, uh, not because of location, but because of spe- because of a specific player. Which is the Phoenix Suns, which I'm a fan of, just because of Steve Nash.
2: And he's supposed to be like, what? Like, mm, describe him to me.
1: He is like the, like the the technical, like savant, like ball skills guy.
2: Okay. Yeah, so he's all yeah. about the technicality. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. But basically, he was the most. He was the the guy who played the current NBA style the most. Ten, like ten, twelve years ago, just yeah. I I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. He's just like a great playmaker. Knows how to space the floor. He always makes the make the right play. Like, he, he's sort of like a savvy. Maybe I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to explain.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I get it. I get it. Okay. So so conclusions made about. Um, why Keith is a filthy casual, and why we hate Manchester City? The the funny thing about Manchester City and the reason people hate him is because they got money at the wrong time, but somehow they got it just long enough after Chelsea that Chelsea's. You know what? I I feel like if there was another, mm. but this can't happen. Like this can't Chelsea happen anymore. Re-
0: reporting in, Chelsea fan yeah, reporting but in. But like,
2: if City didn't exist, all the hatred hatred <laughs> would be on Chelsea fans. Okay. I know do so, you remember
0: so, like the old? You you remember the old Chelsea hate back in, like yeah, in yeah.
2: the late two late thousands so much. Yeah, everyone used to hate Chelsea, and then City start. Basically, people hate winners, okay, and people no, especially no people hate City. People hate
0: money buying winning like in a short in a short period of time. Like people yeah. don't mind money winning over a long period of time because that's sort of what Manchester United did. Manchester United, what they did was they had more money than other guys, and they they sort of like you know won slowly. But you can't do it too fast. You can't do it in, like two seasons. That, that's basically what it is. Yeah,
1: it's it's old money looking down on new money.
0: It, it is yeah, basically,
2: basically. But even the old money teams now have new money. So it's a different thing. To, to my
0: to to my yeah. defense, I I the Chelsea teams with like like good uh, Johnson and like uh, Kesman and you know, Kesman who flamed out. But whatever, you know, I, I like those old teams, man. I like those old teams. Yeah, I I, I was there before it was like the ridiculous teams, you know. Like Joe Cole and, and those guys. Fucking Joe yeah. Cole. What what a blast from the
2: past. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is for Man City is the fact that they'll always be hated purely off the fact that they can't be another Man City anymore. Like just because of you know, fair like fair rules and stuff like that. And fair play. Um so like I guess unless City become bad again. Which you know is is within the realm of possibility, considering you know they're essentially a team propped up by an owner, and who knows how long an owner stays interested. In the same way that, who knows how long Abramovich stays interested in Chelsea, but it looks like a long term for both of them. But just saying, it could happen. Um, okay. Then yeah, like it it seems like they'll be on the most hated list purely off that. All right. but it, enough sucking can always change change the future. Yep.
0: All right, suck. On suck on the is top. the
2: greatest power. Suck is the greatest power in <laughs> sports, because once right. you suck enough, people feel bad for you.
0: I feel like I feel like we should edit this. That where we should say, "Suck is the greatest power in general." All right. Yep. Sh- moving on, and you know what? I feel like we would benefit from having like a transition sound that was like, I don't know, whatever. it is. but let's, let's let's just go on.
1: Basically, you want me to do more editing.
0: What? If, yeah. Well, what, what if, if I just like gave you? What if I gave you gave you a sound? Like, what? What, what is? What? What do you want? Uh, I don't I, know. I I do feel like uh at least listening to other podcasts or radio shows. I do feel like uh having a random ass sound to transition between segments. It helps. It helps. It, helps. it, it like, I, at least
2: psychologically for me it helps. I don't know how you guys feel. And then wax just says you know, whispery voice. Wax our phone. <laughs> something, something like uh, that.
0: I feel. I feel like it's gotta be like music or something. Or like, oh or, or you know what? Why don't we just re, we just re, we'll just record fake ads.
1: I feel like okay. if you just had a soundboard and you did it live, then I would I be fine with that.
0: it. You know but what? The you less what? I
1: have to do in post, then the better it is.
0: That's true. I mean, you, you guys you guys did enjoy the, the Wheel of Topics, right?
1: Yeah, like, well, the, that's a, that's never come
2: back. <laughs> that RTX on the whole time, maybe you just lost it, I don't know. All
0: right, all right, whatever. Let's let's, let's move on. Let's move on to the next topic.
2: Let's, wheel. M- let's move
0: on. Spin
1: okay. the wheel. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> it's a 50% wheel.
0: Yeah. You know i you know, I didn't know they would pick it up because I have RTX on. I have RTX on, but whatever. Anyway, so recently, celebrity bathing habits have been in the news for the last couple of weeks because you know, Mila Kunis, Jake Jelena, Terry Crews. We've all talked about how they don't bathe daily, and this has become a sort of like. Uh, so on Twitter, the reaction, and obviously, you can't take Twitter that seriously, but Twitter is a is a, is a it's an amusing place to get like funny reaction. At least people are reacting to these guys saying like, "What the fuck? Like, why? Why are you so disgusting?" But at the same time, uh, be, you know, as happens in the news media cycle, celebrities say things. People bring in experts to actually comment on what these celebrities said, and a lot of dermatologists are actually saying that no, you don't actually have to like shower every day. And actually, and they're actually saying that. If you shower, if you bathe too often, your that could be bad for your skin because you're shipping away the natural oils, et cetera, et cetera. So, I just want to ask you guys: like, how often do you guys, uh, how often do you guys shower or take a bath?
2: I shower once a day. I never take baths. I didn't have a bath to be honest. But even if I did, I wouldn't take a bath.
0: <sighs> okay, so it's once a day always. If if you yeah. skip a day, you feel you feel like shit.
2: Uh, if I skip a day, it's only if I didn't work out that day, for, like it was a rest day, and I and I was just mm. at home all day. In which case, like I'd be fine with skipping the day, like that, that's mm. that's fine. If if I did nothing okay. though, like if I did literally nothing, I just sat in my room or sat in my bed. But mm-hmm. even then, like I don't know you guys, but I sweat in my sleep.
0: Oh okay, yeah, okay, so Keith, uh, uh, do you do you bear daily?
1: Uh, without getting into the details, okay. <laughs> I will. St- I will say that my my opinion on bathing or showering or whatever is there are certain things that you have to clean regularly. Everything else is a courtesy to other people. Mm, interesting. So that's you, what they said. There, as well. are, there are definite areas where, um there's a lot of like sweat buildup and other things that is like, it's actually bad if you don't clean it enough and can lead to like infections and stuff like that. Um, other than that, if, if you feel like icky, you should clean. And if you have to, uh, deal or be around other people deal with or be around other people, you should, uh, clean accordingly
0: so, so you're, that that's actually the line that a lot of like the dermatologists that are cited in these recent um these recent articles are saying that like you should clean daily the areas that create the most like smell which is basically your armpits and your genital area like those are the areas like on your body that that actually they're, they're the ones that make you smell bad yeah. but outside of that like you don't have to necessarily like clean your i don't know like like your your thigh every day because like it's probably going to be fine and according to dermatologists like you're you're rinsing away your natural oils may actually be worse for your skin health so i, I get so i guess i should answer the question for me and i'm saying like no nah, I, I i don't actually like bathe every day unless
2: like it's been a particularly like hot sweaty day yeah, but do you guys work out every day no that's the thing. Like, so, I, I feel like if you work out, you have to shower. Like,
0: no, yeah, no, f- no, yeah. So, no, of course, yeah, no, of course. If if I work out and like, I feel like I, I feel gross because I have worked out. Then I I do, but I feel if it's like a reg, if it's like you know, let's say it's like a winter day and it's you know, nothing happened. I was mostly inside all day. Like, I can I can, I don't, I don't feel terrible skipping it.
2: Yeah, that, I, I'm okay with that. Like, that's fine. But I, but I have to think like okay I have to think. first of what Keith said then was like I, I I understand completely whatever that's 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 fine and that's pretty much what Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kuna said which leads, further leads credence and, to my idea that uh, Keith and, actually and it's, runs it's, the the, uh, the Disney Channel
0: and it, it's also it's also what uh, it's also what uh, like a lot of dermatologists have too by the way it's not just it's not just celebrities
2: it's what experts have said. Yeah. Okay, alleged experts. Okay, I don't um, know what I, dermatologist
1: is. I will not <laughs> confirm or deny running the Disney channel, but uh yeah, it's I mean, it's the same thing with like uh if you wash your hair too much, like it's bad for your hair. You just oh, 100%. you have to wash it just enough.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, 100%, 100%. Oh, by the by the way, also, I have like bad eczema on my hands, and I definitely notice the difference like if I like if I shower every cuz basically if I ever have to go to like a so so normally I work from home, I I I don't have to like interface with people on a daily basis, but very occasionally I have to do some kind of like live event where I have to work with people every day. And when I do that, I always shower daily because I know like you know I don't I don't want to smell bad for people. I I don't want to take like, any risk.
2: You I don't want know, to so nice smell you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if I go to like a live event, I'll shower. I will, I will shower fastidiously, but I notice that like it, it fucks up my hands. Oh really? it, it fuck, yeah, yeah, it makes my but, eczema get worse. But but when I so if I'm living my regular life, like I notice there's like a very strong correlation between how bad my eczema is and how
2: often I bathe. And it's like positive for the less times you bathe.
0: Yeah, yeah. So ba- so basically, better. for me, like. Yeah, basically my hands don't bleed if I don't take too many showers. And so for me that, that that affects my decision making.
2: Uh first thing, um I used to have really bad eczema as a kid. They actually recommended me some, a a different shampoo, like it was like some medical shampoo that I would use. That helped. Makes sense. Uh yep. and when you're on the road, that's like almost impossible to do, right? Because right. you know, you're you're using a hotel usually, like whatever the hotel has, for example, or whatever the Airbnb has. And I don't know what the what are the laws on um because I know in Australia you can't carry shampoo beyond like a hundred mils or something even on domestic flights is that the same in America?
0: Uh yeah definitely yeah we, because of a 911 and yes yeah, we fucked okay. so up air travel ar- around the world yes we do. that's we, not we, just well, Australia well 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 you know what I should say we did I, we, I should say like a, a bunch of terrorists did so yeah a bunch of terrorists fucked up air travel for yeah. everyone okay
2: forever so, so that's that's like universal. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing. Like, you can't really carry much much around with you. So that's, uh, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, like, you should listen to that. Um, the other thing I should say is, and the reason why this makes because, like, like, this is a bit of an, you know, a bit of a, uh, what do you say, an assumption, okay? But assuming at the way Milo Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, Jake Gyllenhaal all look, they're engaging in, at le- in physical activity at least, three or four times a week, right? Like, that's just an at least. Yeah. Yeah? So, are they just not fucking showering after they fucking go for a run or do weights? Like, what? Nah. No, no. You know
0: what? I, I sympathize with them because I, I feel like they're actually, like... So, So this is why I wanted to bring this topic up because I was thinking, I feel like they're more in line with us in terms of saying, hey, you can skip a day or even maybe two days if you haven't really gone through, like, very, very strenuous activity. But I feel like the internet, uh, represents a part of the population that, that really, really believes. Because, like, I, I don't know, like, uh, who you who you have around you, but you know, in my friend circle, like, in the people I know, there are people who just believe you have to shower every day or like twice a day. And some people who are who are very extreme, like three times a day. Like there, are, there, there are people like that, and I find that like, like, why do you believe that? It's like it, like that must be like a psychological thing, right?
2: No, but but Kutche himself said he will splash water on his face after a workout. He said that. Oh,
0: okay. You, you know, you know what? Maybe that's a little bit extreme. Maybe that's a little bit extreme. Like not. so,
2: basically, he will wash the sweat off his face so that he doesn't get pimples. Which I tried. This still didn't work. I still got pimples. I, I don't know how to like stop that from happening. Um, but no, yeah. But but I gotta
0: but I gotta ask. Like, do you know do you know anyone who has like who who has to shower like twice or more a day? Is my, there my, my brother and
2: my dad both do that.
0: Yeah, and like, why is that? Is that that there's gotta be like, do you ever ask them? You don't ask them, I imagine.
2: Um, I've spoken to people who also do that, and their their um, their example was that we just had 466 uh, COVID cases today. Beautiful, I'm in love of a lockdown that doesn't fucking work. Um, amazing. Sorry, I was just looking at my other screen and. Uh, uh-huh. our PM, uh, not PM, sorry, our minister, what the fuck is called, came up. Anyways, what was I saying? I, I lost, uh, a... what was I saying? Uh something about double showers. Yeah, yeah,
0: people who shower take twice a day. Uh,
2: yeah, um, they said that they feel dirty when they get out of bed and they don't like going to bed feeling dirty.
0: So it's basically, I like feel it. It's basically feel, yeah. right? Like what yeah. is what is the feel like that they, they don't like? That, that's what I don't understand. Like, do they not like the feeling of having any? So, so that's the thing. I feel what happened was this is just me, and, I, and I, I'm just like speculating here. I think that we've like taught people to think that the feeling of, of like natural oil in your hair and on your face is bad, and that's like the dirt. And that's like the germs. And in a certain way, maybe it is like, but it's, it's like, it's such a small intersection. Like the actual reason why you want to bathe is because it's because you don't want to spread germs. Right. Yeah. But but ultimately what you're doing by like, like bathing so often or by showering so often is you are just like stripping away your natural oils that are going to protect your skin and protect your hair. So, so I, I think basically what's happened is that like Western Oh, um, blaming um, everything on the West again, but um, that 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 modern, that, that modern culture has made it so is like people they, they they psychologically associate uncleanliness and you know disease with oil, which is not necessarily the case. It's not necessarily the case.
2: Yeah, it definitely isn't. Um, the other thing is, especially in Australia, it gets very hot and humid in the summer. Like, in the summer is the only time I ever shower after waking up. Normally, I only ever shower at night because I also work out at night. So, it kind of, like, lines up with it. But, yeah, that's one thing that I don't, like, that in, in the summer, some days, depending on how hot it is, I will shower after I wake up. That's probably the only times I ever shower twice a day. And those really, really hot, like, 40 degrees Celsius, which is, like, what, 110 Fahrenheit a day? Something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. No, yeah, I agree with that because, like, yeah, because, like, basically, what dermatologists say is all of the, um, like, the sweat that comes out that makes you smell bad. It mostly comes out from your armpits and your groin area. So you you should, if you're sweating a lot, then then you should definitely bathe more often. Yeah. All right. Fair all enough. Right. So, fair enough. Anyway, let's spin the wheel of topics again. Wait,
2: well, did they come out not nah, barely right. i heard it a little bit
0: okay yeah R- R- rtx voice is too good maybe i should not use it for these segments but whatever
2: maybe. is it hard to turn on and off i don't actually know how it works so i can't uh, afford an rtx card
0: reg- regardless so we're following <laughs> up we're following up on, on a segment we did a couple of uh, i don't know like 20 episodes ago
2: it's been a while i think this is an early yeah, i feel like it was an early episode yeah so an early episode we
0: went to a, a UGov poll of Basically, asking people, uh, they gave they asked people which animals do you think you could beat in a fight, basically. And back then, we we were more focused on the male female splits in terms of like, like yeah. and basically we made fun of men for being too oh, way too
2: overconfident,
0: and maybe you know what we actually made fun of made fun of women too because. They didn't think they'd get a rat in a fight because. Let's just like,
2: um. Let's wait, wait, let's just cut there. So somebody just get a clip of that. We made fun of women. <laughs> cut there. More, yeah. more more ammo to cancel. Wax. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Whatever. Whatever. We, we made fun of fun of men for being overconfident against large against large animals, and we made fun of women for being way too underconfident against rats. Women, you you can kill a rat. Come on, come on it's it's not that
2: hard it it, it, it anyway I'm almost it a wrap in the dog.
0: but but, any, but yeah but, but any anyway this is the from, from the same study we missed it at that time this is this this, this actually the study actually this poll result actually came out at that time but we but we missed it but it went viral again lately and this is comparing americans versus people in the united kingdom And it just, it shows across the board, across the board. So so remember, for men versus women, uh, men were generally more confident than women. But for Britons versus Americans, the delta is even larger. Americans are like way, way, way more confident than Britons about being able to beat an animal in a fight. So let's go for some of the highlights. Ads.
2: Look, the first, okay, let's let's pick out some highlights. The first one, rat was at the top of the list. That was the one that people were most confident in, both uh, Britons and Americans. With Britons at sixty-seven percent saying they could beat a rat in a fight. Obviously, this I, is unarmed. Um, and Americans uh, said seventy-two percent, which is uh, you know a five percent difference. But I, I don't think it's that uh, that crazy compared to everything else in this list. That one's like a yeah. Relatively it's consistent. Just, let's look at the biggest difference, though. What's the biggest difference. Right. So, first one: a goose. Forty-five percent of Britons said they could beat a beat an animal, uh, beat a beat a a goose in a fight, and sixty-one percent of Americans. Less than fifty. And sixty-one percent of Americans said they could beat a goose in a fight, which was sixteen percent more. That's it
0: was so a 16% ridiculous. Sixteen percent gap. So, I, I, what does that mean? Like, like, so does that mean that us Americans we are uninformed about geese? Are there a lot of like fucking ridiculously strong geese in in the UK, or does it mean that you know uh, Britons are pussies? That,
2: that, that's the first thing. Okay, some of these things I have I have hypotheses about. Okay, but I don't actually know about too much <laughs> a, about. I, I've thought about this. Um, well, for the first thing about a goose, right, is are there more geese in the u k than in the u s how many, how many geese are in the u s how many geese have you seen in your adult life i've ne- i've not seen any outside of a zoo okay i see geese i've seen geese in the real life i don't know how I, big I is, like... how how big is goose by the way um how big is a goose is you know this photo i don't know if you i don't know if you were lose like me and you used to watch uh, you used to read animal books but I, I used to love those pictures of like animals and they had like the average size man and then they had the animal like silhouette next to each other so you got you get a feel of the size of the animal yeah that was a really good one um apparently geese can weigh up to 6.5 kilos that's a canada goose and their clutch size is I do what the fuck is a clutch. Wait, 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 wait! Only six point five kilos. Yeah, I fuck. To, I could take a goose on any fucking day, man. Oh my god, 6. I could 5. sit on a goose. I could sit on that yeah, goose.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A six point five kilo difference is like I, I would say like it's not even a, like an like an adult like a child. The human child should be able to like destroy a goose if he really wanted to. Come on, or if he or she really wanted to, a human child should be like six point five kilos. Is like so low. Are you are you kidding? That's like, that's, like, that's
2: like nothing. That's nothing. Yep. Um, so, I, what <laughs> is a clutch? Do
1: you actually know? Eggs. Eggs? Yeah, how many eggs they lay.
2: What the fuck? Anyway, okay. So, it's, okay, it's like a litter. It's the word for litter, I guess. Yeah. Okay, that's irrelevant. Um, length, 75 to 110 centimeters. I don't know how they're measuring this, whether it's... You know, head to toe, or it's like head to tail. Do geese have tails? I don't know. Anyways, um, but yeah, that's like maximum one meter, and their wingspan is up to one point eight meter. But anyways, like if you if you can't take on a goose, you need some like. Th- there are two things you need, okay. If you think you can't take on a goose, but you actually can, we need a, we need to like up the you no. Know, The psychologist rate so we can like give people more self-confidence um and but you need to go to the gym man
0: yeah yeah i so 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 from the uh i just google it again and so like the heaviest a goose can be is around like 11 12 kilograms i'm saying that's a lot but man adds adds you you could curl a goose and if anything if you can curl something and you can probably kill it
2: I could curl I I could curl two geese. See Wait,
0: wait. Wait, whoa, whoa. wait, wait, wait. You, you, you can do like a twenty kilogram curl?
2: Yeah.
0: Oof, damn. Yeah. I I I learned I learned a lot about ads today. <laughs> I, that, I, I see why I, I see why he's going around cussing people.
2: What the what what are you talking about? When did I cuss Not somebody?
0: Good. No 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 I, I no, I guess I can see why you're going right, con- con-
2: con- ah, concussing guy. Oh, concussing. Okay, yeah, yeah, a yeah. yeah, yeah. like, Oh, the you're anyway, fucking up. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, like that. That one was ridiculous. Okay, and I was thinking, hypothesis was maybe Britons are just have had more experiences with geese than Americans, and that's why they feel less confident. And then this this was supported. My hypothesis was supported by seeing the eagle one, where eight only eighteen percent of Britons said that they could. Beat an eagle in a fight, and thirty percent of Americans said that they could beat an eagle in a fight.
0: I I thought that one was like a little bit odd because like shouldn't Americans have more respect for the eagle because the bald eagle is like a national animal, right? But 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 I guess I thought Again, it, I feel like This this does reflect poorly upon Brits. This reflect poorly upon Americans that they're this this confident?
2: The well, here's the thing, right? Do you, Do you think you could take on an eagle? So, so, so we actually
0: talked about this last time, basically. So this is, goes back to like our last podcast conversation, if you remember, where we said this is how you interpret the question.
2: What type of evil and, first? And,
0: well, no, no, it's about how you interpret the question. Of, like, could you beat an animal in a fight? Like, what does "beat" mean? And so we had we had we 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 actually made the decision that said that we don't say it "beat" is like you you're not, you're not going to come out unscathed. Obviously, if you, if you fight an eagle. The talons are sharp as fuck. The beak is sharp as fuck. You're gonna get injured, but you you're gonna kill the fucking eagle if you if you fight it, right? So, that that was our interpretation of the question of like in a battle to the death. But looking at the question now, like if it's like very very vaguely presented to someone as beat an animal in a fight, I can see how people would have interpreted it in a sense where they said, you know what, like I don't want to bother. I'm gonna fuck off. Yeah. I I feel like maybe, I feel like that's the only reason why these questions could have been answered this way. Where it's like it, they didn't ask them. say could you beat this animal in a battle after death? I don't think they asked it that right.
2: so the thing about the eagle, right, is is that it introduces a, a a new terrain for humans, right? Because you got to think, okay, to beat the eagle, you must be able to hit it. And do you think people, the average person, is hand has enough hand-eye coordination to hit an eagle? No. Well, because you I feel, you have to hit it and break a wing or something to make sure it can't fly back up. Because if you can fly back up, then you're I, so you are fucked. So that that's why.
0: Yeah, that's why I think like the interpre- the interpretation of the question is like uh, it's different. It's like what is beat? Basically, the question is like, like the con- the winning condition isn't well defined in the in these in these polls. They give it to you in a very vague way and they allow you to interpret it in a certain way. So so maybe Britons they just interpret the question in different ways. Like, could you beat an eagle in a fight? And maybe they're more logical. They, they think, like, how can I beat the eagle in a fight? The the eagle could just fly away. And maybe they're being very, very logical. Whereas, if like, we, being the toxic males we are, we're thinking about it naturally in the sense of, like, no, in the fight to death, like, one must die. We're like, no, nah, obviously, like, the eagle's going to, like, he's going to tear into my, like, Like my arm and like my face with his talons, but I'll grab his head and tear it apart.
1: Yeah, I don't know what I said last time, but I'm taking the eagle in this fight every time. No, I'm actually, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking an eagle, I'm taking basically any bird every time.
2: You know what? Uh, I think I, I think I said I could beat it, but now I think. That the eagle could win. Because I just think of how bad the average person's hand-eye coordination is. I feel like most people aren't going to get lucky enough to get a heap on the eagle to stop it from flying. Cause that's the win condition for the human being. The win condition for the human being is you need to make sure this bird can't fly well. Well or at all. Once it can't fly, that's it. You fucking won. Okay, it's, So you still got to get to that situation.
0: No, this is to the death, right? This is to... So if we are assuming it's to the death, if an eagle gets within, like, any arms grasp with of you, you will just grab it and just like fucking wring its neck, or it's just tears. Will you?
1: I don't. I don't think so. I I'm think taking the eagle. I think the eagle will claw and peck and bite, and you will die before you kill no. the eagle.
0: No, 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 no. The eagle will claw and peck and bite. Wax and is you the will average American man. And it will
1: no. It's <laughs> no. gonna batter you with its wings. Like you're you're losing this fight. One hundred percent. No, 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 I, I don't think it's I feel
0: like, no, no, I'm not the average American because, like, because uh, only thirty percent Americans. So, so, so you, you guys are actually so. We're you the, guys are in the majority here. Thirty percent Americans. Line. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm with the British. Yeah, basically. No no, 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 Both the Americans and Britons said they would lose. Yeah, eighteen on but I, Yeah, but but I I think that it should be like yeah no you should like this in the of death. You will get, you will get injured. You will get bloodied. It'll hurt a lot. It may even be like, yeah, you may you may suffer like very very bad, very bad injuries. But you should win. You you should still win.
1: No, I think you die. You know what? I think you actually have a better chance of beating than an eagle. That's really low on this list. Crocodiles.
0: Okay. What? Like, no, no. What the fuck? No, I feel like you have a better chance
1: of beating a crocodile than an eagle. How the fuck do you beat a crocodile? You just clamp its mouth shut. With
0: your your what?
1: With your big hands. Have you ever seen somebody wrestle an alligator? It's like the same thing. I feel like you have a better chance at winning that fight and punching the the crocodile to death in the head and blinding it or something than you do of beating the eagle.
2: The person who who fight, who oh wrestles a crocodile is not the average person. Okay,
1: no, of course not. But the there's the technique is there. You just have to learn. <laughs> the it. The
2: technique is what so fucking intrinsically known thing to humans. Like something you're born with. Like how birds you, learn how to fucking fly.
1: You bear hug its snout and then you blind it.
2: If if you if you bear
0: hug its snout, like what are you doing? So let's let's even let's even assume that the you get to the place so you, this academy situation where you can actually like bear hug it out then what are you gonna do it's just gonna go underwater and you're gonna drown like
1: like okay but why why is there water who said there's water what if we're in a grassy plain
0: oh okay you know what a- actually if you think about it that way then it becomes more interesting
1: if you're if you're gonna fight a crocodile in a swamp then yeah sure you're probably gonna lose because you shouldn't be fighting a crocodile in the swamp you gotta go to your you gotta go to your own environment it's like a Pokemon battle. Yeah to get well, a type well, what, advantage.
0: Well well what if I'm fighting the eagle on the moon in a spacesuit?
1: Okay, well we're not like taking it like to celestial battlegrounds here.
0: <laughs> and the eagle doesn't have any air to fucking beat its wings against to fly. You know? Well, what what if what, what if that's happening?
1: Okay, well if you're in a spacesuit, are you really unarmed? Mm, I don't know. That's true, that's true.
2: But I mean, that, but, they... yeah, but the eagle also gets a spacesuit, so I think it's equal.
1: Uh, does <laughs> the talons stick out through the spacesuit? No,
2: nice. it, it's, 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 it's it's not. It's given fake talons that are like identical to the strength of its original talons.
1: Okay, then I'm taking suit. the eagle. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Can uh, an eagle move on the moon though? Like with the lack yes. of gravity or the the no, no, la- no. the lesser gravity?
0: I, I think I think like given the way I that humans so
2: confidently <laughs> Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. I think given the way that humans can like bound around, I think even though the air density, the, the atmospheric density there isn't as much, so they don't have their the wings they can't really like uh, go against as much. I would say the lack of gravity would mean they could probably act relatively the same.
1: Are we sure they don't just like flap their wings once and then shoot off in the space?
2: <laughs> Team Rocket. blasting <laughs> off again. Yeah, that's a possi-
0: That's possibility.
2: Okay, look, let's not go into a celestial fucking fight here. I I'm I'm with Keith here. I think the Americans are definitely overstating their confidence. I don't think 30% of Americans could beat an eagle. I think
1: uh, tw- no. 20 or
2: less is my is my guess. No, there are no. some there are some wild ones out there. I th-
0: I think I think honestly I think in the battle to the death I think you get fucking scarred up you get bloodied a shit ton and it, you would you would be very very injured
2: but you would probably beat the eagle. Okay. Well, I also yeah.
1: The other numbers that I like to look at are when animals basically get ranked the same, right? So on, on these results, it's the gorilla, lion an elephant, 2% of Britons (laughs) and 8% of Americans. There is no way that gorilla lion and elephant are equal against (laughs) humans. Cause you, you literally have no way of beating an elephant barehanded. There's nothing you can do to an elephant.
2: You can uh, no chance. You can no wrestle chance. Wrestle it and blind it.
1: <laughs> you are gonna wrestle its leg? Like what? What? How are you gonna fight the elephant uh, barehanded? The
2: thing, right? These eight percent who said that they could beat a gorilla are already in such a state of mind that they believe they could kill anything. So, like, whatever you tell them after the gorilla doesn't matter. They think they can beat it.
1: Like I think, like I, you already have in my mind. A zero percent chance of being a gorilla or a lion. An elephant I, is like negative.
0: No, I, no, I, no, I, I, I agree. I, I don't understand like why the results for a gorilla, lion, elephant are uniformly the same.
2: Yeah,
1: and then crocodile I, is one percent off. But as far as I'm concerned, crocodile should be like fifty percent. <laughs>
2: Well, how big are alligators compared to Australian saltwater crocodiles? Because I feel like there's a big, big, big size difference.
1: difference. Uh, crocodiles are bigger than gators, I believe, right? One yeah, of them I, is, I, like, massively bigger, I think. I, and I think I'm, crocodiles uh, are the bigger ones. I, cro- I
2: know crocodiles are bigger, but I don't know how much bigger. Like, yeah. And also, crocodiles are way more aggressive. So, yeah. Um... I've seen some big-ass crocodiles, and some crocodiles can grow up to, like, 20 feet. And like that. They're ridiculously large. Yeah, like 20 feet is a possibility, and they can weigh up to a 1,000 fucking pounds.
1: Okay, so and, American alligators are smaller than crocodiles. Male alligators reach an average length of between 12 and 13 feet and can weigh up to a 1,000 pounds. Females are between 8 and 10 feet and weigh... In at 500 to 700 pounds, an American croc is larger than an alligator by about four to six feet on average. So I don't know how that compares to an Australian crocodile, but uh, basically he's 16 to 19 feet.
0: Okay. Uh, at. what happened to your friend who wanted to fight a kangaroo? Did, did he find he a kangaroo? He still hasn't
2: a <laughs> kangaroo. He still has a foot kangaroo, but he's still super believes. Um. He got super believes that he could still win. Like, even, even to this day.
0: Ad, ads, do you think if they ran this poll in Australia, that the positive percentage of, like, people who think they could beat the animal would be higher, higher than Americans a- across the board in every category? Because um, the funny thing about this poll is that it's higher across the board in, in every
2: category. Yeah, there, isn't a single, or... there isn't a single, like, one. The closest one was the cat, which was, like, 3% right? off each other
0: right right so do you think that that it would be it would be higher across the board in, in every single category than Americans if the US
2: Australians yeah pretty much um i think the the thing you have to consider is i think Ameri- i think Australians and Americans will be similar there might be some hmm. variations but i i think it'll be similar I, I don't know how many crazy people we have but 8% of the people in this poll sound pretty fucking insane so that that's the only one I think we might lose on. I think we'll win on everything else.
0: Nah, man. I I I I I know about your friend. Your friend said he could beat a kangaroo, and I'm saying your friend is fucking insane.
2: Yeah, fair enough. I I think he's insane as well. Alright.
1: Also, hold on. I'm wondering if some of these people have fought a grizzly bear before.
0: Uh, I don't know because it's the only thing
1: no. Americans fear more than gorillas, lions, and elephants, and I <laughs> think because grizzly bears are uh like native to uh North America, maybe they have experience there and they have submitted to the alpha grizzly bear uh. The Chad Grizzly Bear versus the Virgin Gorilla, Lion, and Elephant.
0: Oh, do you think it's a thing where like, people are like, oh, yeah, how big could an elephant be? And they have like no fucking idea how elephant it's, like Yeah, they just have
1: you. no sense of scale for an elephant. <laughs> they don't respect it whatsoever.
2: Okay, I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, fair
1: enough. I, I, my, I still yeah, think I, these
2: people yeah. are ridiculous. I, I want to know. You... I want. I want to know the two percent of people who. Who from the elephant then heard grizzly bear and they were like, nah, you know what? Grizzly bears are fucking too too far. Elephant, you know, I got a shot, but two two percent of these people fucking uh said, you know what, I'm out. After Elephant, I could take grizzly bear, that's what I call it. I wanna know I wanna interview those people. I want those two those two people on the to Assuming this is like a thousand people.
1: Yeah, they've, they either know somebody who has fought a grizzly bear and lost, or they watched my favorite documentary, Grizzly Man, and <laughs> know that grizzly bears will eat their friends. So it's one or the other.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. Well, if that's all we
0: got, then let's move on to our, our final topic.
2: Is that supposed to be the sound?
0: yeah I, I, I try to make it a bit more uh, different from uh, a low a low tone sound in case RJ's voice would filter it out
2: it, it, it kind of half it, it, it caught the start and then it cut, cut away.
0: Oh kind of Okay. My song recommendations Adds, but, uh, what,
2: what? My, I'll start. My song recommendation uh, to go with our to go with our uh, EPO thing start of this. Uh, of the show, Fire by Kasabian. Sabian. I don't remember how to pronounce it. This was the uh, classic uh, EPO match day intro song. And it's a banger. It's a banger. I've got to say it's a banger. And anybody who's watched EPO in the I think this was either the t- 10, 11 season or 11, 12 season um, mm. would remember this song. Indeed.
0: You know, you know I, I found that kind of interesting that uh, the, the way that EPL teams use intro songs because there's a lot of like random, like Prodigy. Like, so, so you know, Prodigy is right here, right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought it was, it was kind of amusing. Like, maybe that's just because it's the English. thing maybe that song is, was more popular in Britain than it was in, in the outside of the world. But there's a lot of like in arena songs that get played that don't, that don't get on the broadcast that I was kind of surprised about.
2: Hmm. I don't know. I haven't really noticed them to be honest. I thought they were pretty, pretty normal. All right. Well, okay.
0: All right. So my song is is "Go Away" by to anyone the K-pop band. If you don't know how, if you don't know how to spell to anyone, it's to the number N E the letters and one the number. It's just like um, I don't know if it's a classic K-pop song, but it's it's one of the uh, the 2000s K-pop. The 2000 K-pop songs. When I thought I was out of K-pop, when I thought I didn't keep, I didn't care about K-pop anymore. But i randomly came across it, and I was like, "Oh, K-pop's like it's not shit. It, they they've got some interesting things going on there that, that are not like cookie cutter idol crap." Alas, to anyone, they've broken up and they do occasional reading tours to get your money. But whatever, this song's so good.
2: Yeah, I've I've never heard of two anyone to be honest. This is the first That's song fine. on this pod that I haven't heard of.
0: Oh, you know what? So to anyone, so if I explain it to you, maybe you have some opinions on this. So, so, so you know about uh SNS, so you know about like SNSD, Girls' Generation, and all the other like girl bands who are all these like these. They're basically like Barbie dolls, right? Yeah. So, to anyone was probably the biggest back. uh you know. Backlash against that, and obviously, when I say backlash, it's not—it's not like organic backlash. It's like it's, it's cynically, corporately created backlash. Like, Hello, this the bad all... girl image. Yeah, ex- exactly, and 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 they're not—they don't look perfect, you know. Like the, they—they—they have—they're not—they don't have the perfect K-pop face. They don't have the perfectly like surgically constructed face. They're just girls who are independent, you know, whatever. You know, that's the image, I, I, you know. And I'm not going to say it's authentic, but. They were the forefront of that sort of like that image, and honestly, the fact that it hasn't been replicated probably. So I'm not a big K-pop fan, so I so I can do a deep analysis on this. But I do feel like the fact that this sort of like counterculture band, the fact that it hasn't become as popular again, it probably says something about k right? It has to say something about it. So as I would suggest, you listen to them and like, or at least like. At the, Look at their stage performances. Look at their image, and think about like why this was a product of the late two thousands, early twenty tens, and why it hasn't been really recreated again in the same sense.
2: Yeah, I, I'm looking at their their like images on Spotify. I'm not getting a sense of it, but yeah. it's funny. It's, yeah, yeah
0: because there is no there there was no heir apparent from what I could tell. Like they were a, a product of the time. And then they were just swept over by like the cookie cutter idol bands, basically.
2: But I think some idol bands now do like both, while being like they've incorporated the bad, bad girl image. I guess what to call it, um, while also being, you know, the quintessential, quintessential K-pop group. I think people don't care. <laughs> Perhaps so,
1: Keith. Uh. What am I going to go with this week? Um, Man,
0: I was filling for like so long. So you could think of something. Oh my God. We, we, we filled for like a solid like two
1: weeks. Yeah, minutes. but then I was like, I was thinking about like, I haven't listened to anything new. So I'm like thinking about what else I've been listening to lately. Uh, I don't think I've said this song before. So I'll go with Big Facts by Anik Khan.
2: I you haven't said it before?
1: Uh, it it was, uh... is a single from 2019, I think 20, maybe pre-2019, actually. Uh, 20, I don't know, late 20 teens, uh, an a A-N-I-K space K-H-A-N, big facts, B-I-G-F-A-X. It's pretty good.
2: Yeah, so that's that's our song recommendations for the week. Just a reminder that if you want to support us, you can go to um, Wax Half. I uh, oh, fucked that. <laughs> 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 that's slash the juju to support us monetarily and to keep hearing our song recommendations and our takes on which animals Wax thinks he can stupidly kill. Um, but I think that's it from us. Wax, do you have anything to close?
0: Ads. I asked you last week. Come up- <laughs> Come uh, up with a sign-off line. Uh, what do you come so, up with? What do you come okay, up okay. With?
2: ready, ready, ready? Let's, Thanks let's for listening, go. guys, and we'll catch you guys next time. See you. <laughs>